are into December already. It's crazy to think about as we approach the holiday season and Christmas and the new year. We're focusing on Bible study habits. Last time, last week, uh, we looked at how to study the Bible on one topic. That was APJ 1998, a very practical episode where you, Pastor John, just walked us through how you do a, a word study on a single term or a topic. Very simple, hands-on. And then coming up later this month, we're going to look at the grammar of the Bible and the importance of that little word, therefore, therefore. There are about 500 of those therefores in the New Testament. So what does that term mean for us? What should we see in it? It's another granular, super helpful Bible study principle that we need in our toolbox, and that's coming up uh, December 14th. Then we look at why daily Bible reading habits are essential for us in 2024. We get some motivation. That's coming up on December 18th. And then we return after Christmas to look at a very common hindrance to the discipline of Bible reading. Inevitably, throughout the year, when my Bible reading seems flat, now I read, but my heart is dull. What should I do? What can I do? That's on December 28th. So a big month ahead on Bible reading, all to hopefully equip us and motivate us for success in 2024. But today we're talking about learning, uh, but how to learn from the material world around us, learning from general revelation, as it's sometimes called. Pastor John, you have a new book out titled Foundations for Lifelong Learning, Education in Serious Joy. And uh, by my count, uh, this new book contains only the second time you've ever mentioned Proverbs 6.6 in a book project. Uh, go to the ants, go to the ants, study the ants, learn from the ants. That text, Proverbs 6, 6, was also in your earlier book, Think. Uh, but in this new book, it shows up three times in the intro, chapter one and chapter five. Uh, from one angle, the new book reads as a wonderful celebration of what God is teaching us through nature. Uh, but how does this new book relate to your older book, Think? Uh, how is it different? And as you wrote this recent book, what did you learn as you put all the pieces together uh, about how the Bible pushes us outside of the Bible to learn? What struck you in a new, fresh way? The book Think, which was published in 2010, the year after Bethlehem College and Seminary was founded as a kind of launching vision for the school, is a plea. The book is a plea especially to Christians, to embrace serious thinking as a means of loving God and loving people. It's a plea to reject either-or thinking when it comes to head and heart, thinking and feeling, reason and faith, theology and doxology, mental labor, and the ministry of loving hands— I don't want anyone to choose between the two halves of each of those pairs. So the book is a plea to see thinking as a God-ordained means of knowing and loving God. I think when Jesus said in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, you shall love the Lord your God with all your mind— he did not mean that loving is the same as thinking. So simply by thinking right thoughts about God, we're loving God. I don't think that's what he meant. What I think he meant was that thinking 
the right use of our minds is a means to loving. Loving is the fire of admiration and affection and desire in the furnace of the heart. And thinking is how the fuel of knowledge is thrown like good dry wood into that furnace. Mm. So we use our minds to grasp the truth of God in Scripture. And that truth about God is like that dry firewood that we throw into the furnace of our hearts and set our hearts to burning with love for God. That's think. Now, this new book, Foundations for Lifelong Learning, grows out of my experience as a pastor who spent a huge amount of my 33 years trying to use my mind to grasp the God-intended meaning of biblical texts. That's what I did, Mm. mainly. And what I have found in teaching and preaching and in all the mental labor that goes into both of those is that the very habits of mind that I use when I come to Scripture are the same habits of mind that I use when I deal with any reality in the world. Mm. And this book, Foundations of Lifelong Learning, is an effort to shed light on those habits of mind as we use them in reading both of God's books, so to speak. The Word, that's one book, the Bible, and The World, that's the other book. That, that way of talking about two books goes back at least to the Belgic Confession, 1559, which says, We know God by two means. First, by the creation, preservation, and government of the universe, which is before our eyes as a most elegant book. Secondly, he makes himself more clearly and fully known to us by his holy and divine word. That's the Belgic Confession, 1559. I have spent, I suppose, most of my life focusing my mind on the Bible and then trying to help others see the greatness of the reality that I see by preaching and teaching and writing. I've tried to let the Bible itself inform how I approach the Bible. And what has emerged over the last 50 years is that there are these six habits of mind or mind and heart which make up my approach to the Bible. Observe carefully and thoroughly what's there in the text. Second, understand accurately what is observed. What does this text mean? Three, Evaluate fairly, truly, what has been understood. Is it a sweet and precious reality like God's grace? Or is it a a horrible, fearful reality like hell? Fourth, feel appropriate emotions in response to the kind of reality I have observed and understood and evaluated. Love, fear, hope joy, admiration, revulsion, peace, desire. 
Fifth, apply all of this in wisdom to the situations and people around me for their good and for the glory of God. I have not handled the Scriptures rightly until I am moved to make them a means of love and worship. Be doers, James said, not just hearers of the Word. And finally, number six, I find ways to express in speech and writing all that I've observed and understood and evaluated and felt and applied so that more and more people can share in what I have seen. Now, that's how I approach the Bible, texts in Scripture. And what you can see is that, at least it became plain to me over the years, that these very six habits of mind are the way God wills for us to deal with the world as well as the Word. So, whether it's politics or grass seed, I was thinking about grass seed just because I was trying to make my, my lawn look better recently. Something about grass seed, or whether it's the coronavirus, or computers, or cars, or clothing, or you're looking up at clouds, or looking, like you said, down at ants in the ground, and birds, and lilies, and sunrises. The realities that we deal with every waking hour, and sometimes even in our dreams— the ones that the Bible itself, these realities in the world that the Bible itself tells us to pay attention to, like at the end of Job, oh my goodness, <laughs> chapter after yeah. chapter, look, yeah. Job, look, and humble yourself, or Psalm 1 or Romans 1. Those realities in the world are to be handled with the same habits of mind and heart that I have used in dealing with Scripture all these years. That's what became increasingly clear to me, especially as I tried to articulate what we are trying to do at Bethlehem College and Seminary, which is kind of the origin of this book. That's, that's what this new book draws attention to. Observe the world thoroughly. Understand the world accurately. Evaluate the world truly. Feel the world appropriately. And then apply all of this and express all of this with wisdom and power for the good of others and for the glory of God. And you asked, Tony, what struck me in a fresh way as I was putting these pieces together. Here's one answer to that uh, question. I realized that the foundations for lifelong learning are also the foundations for lifelong living. Mm. They are simply, in fact, I got to the end of the book, and that's that's what I wrote the conclusion about, because it was kind of fresh to me, even. I didn't start the book thinking that way. I started the book thinking, I'm just going to talk about lifelong learning. They're, they're simply, these, these six habits of mind are a way of describing the Christian life. It, it's just what we do as Christians because of who God is and what he made us to be. We observe because that's why God gave us physical senses and spiritual senses. We understand because that's why God gave us minds. We evaluate because God revealed himself as the measure of all worth. We feel because that's why God gave us emotions. We apply and express because God calls us to love. So, 
I'm not sure I had ever seen so clearly as I do now that the path of lifelong learning is the path of lifelong living. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor John, for those six habits of mind. Thank you for the new book, Connecting Mind and Heart and Lifelong Living. Uh, like you do. This is a gift. Appreciate it. And thanks for joining us today. If you want to ask Pastor John, type out your question and email it to me at askpastorjohn at desiringgod.org. Next time, we're going to hear from a 15-year-old listener to the podcast who doesn't want to waste his life. How does he make his life count? Can't wait for this one. This is one of those episodes, if you're a teen or a parent of a teen or a grandparent of a teen, Uh, You don't want to miss this one. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. We'll see you Thursday.